0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jared Brandon. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Glad to have you here. Nice you are here. Nice you are here is poor English. Um, Nice to have you here. Um, We're excited. We're always excited. We love doing this. And uh, we've got some fun things to talk about. And. We're just gonna get right into it. We are down uh, a knob or two or, or three. We've they've been dropping like flies. Um, no, uh things people just got lives going on. But we want to keep keep the content coming. So um we're not gonna just wait around for everybody to be on the same page. Now we gotta move on. Yeah, so so me and Jared are here today and uh uh we got a couple topics we're going to talk about. We we're not uh typically our programming. We do one, you know, we 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 do one main one and um uh that's just, you know, that's what we've been doing. But we got a couple things that we we're going to talk about, so no big. Um let's just do it, man. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. What it was your music week looking like this week?
1: You know, it's it's pretty busy. Uh I I'm really busy at home at the shop and uh business really picked up but i gotta tell you man when i can squeeze in some time to plug my guitar and turn the amp up and and it's it's like being in a different world i love it and uh and it's got to be when the wife isn't home either <laughs> but uh when i do find that time it's, it's awesome i love plugging in and uh just grabbing a random guitar and and uh squeaking what, out a few power what chords what
0: uh what was your inspiration for playing this week
1: you know what uh my i got a marshall uh dual super lead and i think one of the pre one of the smaller
0: or, are you asking me or telling me
1: <laughs> i had to say it like that because i almost forgot what it was i have a marshall i do <laughs> it's a great ant man it's uh it's nothing special. It's not a, a deluxe anniversary, whatever signature, whatever. It's just a, a great workhorse. Um, actually, when I first got the thing, it it, it had problems. In fact, uh, everybody else that I talked to that have Marshalls is like, "Oh man, it's a Marshall. It has problems, whatever." But I got this guy here in Columbus, Ohio. He's he's in South Ohio, or, or I'm sorry, South Ohio, duh. Columbus, Ohio, uh, in the South area. And uh, vintage amp repair, he he is a, a cool dude, very nice. You but you have to take your amp to the guy. Um, but the guy has worked wonders on three or four amplifiers of mine. Great uh, amplifier guy, he knows a lot, he knows everything there is to know about tube amps. Don't take them anything but a tube amp, he'll just make fun of it if it's not a tube amp. But anyway, this Marshall, he totally revamped this Marshall and it sounds amazing. It's it's a great amp and the only one little problem I've had with it so far is just a little preamp tube went out. That's it. I replaced it. Um wanted to <clears throat> see how it sounded after that, so I plugged in, wife wasn't home yet,
0: turned it up, messed with the tone. What is your wife's name? Heather. Okay. <laughs> In case she ever listens to this, she might want. She might she want. She doesn't credit. like loud
1: guitar music. It's funny because yeah. we we met at one of my gigs when I was playing out, and uh, I don't know. And now she's like, "Okay, I already met you, I, and whatever." I don't like that loud, screechy music. So, well, whatever. Respect that. So, but anyway, um, I wanted to make sure that Marshall worked, and man, it's working great. I'm I'm really happy with it. And what model is it? It's a dual super lead. It's a JCM two thousand dual super lead. Okay, yeah. And you've had that how long? Um, since two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. I I'd forgotten, but when I took the panel off,
0: I think I saw a year
1: somewhere. Well, oh why
0: did you choose that particular model? Well,
1: because it wasn't the particular model that got me to buy that amp. It was because my friend that owns a guitar shop in Fremont, Ohio had the amp. And he said, Hey man, I'll make you the deal of a lifetime. I'll sell it for you for a real low, low amount of money. And he's, but we're good friends. I'm like, Hey, eh, what the heck? All right.
0: So, so you weren't necessarily looking for. A j-
1: not really. Uh-huh. I mean, I knew I, I wanted something like that. And, uh, I was kind of looking to add to my amp uh, count because I needed different types of amps to test out different types of guitars with different pickups and whatnot. Right. So I'm like, okay, I need the everyday Marshall that everyday player guy plays out. And I thought, oh, okay, well this this head and a in a four speaker cab would, you know, that's pretty common. So that's why I got it. That's one of the one of the reasons. But uh, it was like one of those. Um, hey, I got this thing in the store, and and it's been sitting here for a, a long while. So hey, man, I'll, I'll, whatever. I just don't want to see it anymore. I'm like,
0: oh, okay. Had you played other Marshalls up to that point?
1: Not really, to be honest with you, not really. Like I, I wish I had, but um, I'm hearing everybody wants the old. Uh, uh, what is it? What do they call them? The the stuff from the early, the late sixties. That Hendrix had the plexis oh yeah yeah those are really you know people really want those because they're it's old technology what yeah. is it well uh, uh wire to wire point to point point to point. Yeah. yeah but uh no this this dual super lead that i have it's not stock because i had amp uh the amp fella um and i forgot his name i apologize I had him work on it, and he just any amp that I get back from this guy is is solid. And if it's not, he makes it he makes it solid with with no charge. Um, I haven't talked to him in a long time because he did a really good job on my amps, so I haven't needed to call him. But uh, anyway, yeah. After all that, that's what's going on with me. How about you, man?
0: Well, um, let's see. Well, we just got a new interface here. We got uh, our old interface took a crap and um, our USB interface that we record out of here. Mm. So I had to go on the hunt for a new one. And I was a little worried because I've been spending a lot of money (laughs) on guitar stuff um, and guitar knob stuff. Right you know we don't guys we don't get a dime for this <laughs> no and that doesn't mean we're doing it wrong it's that we're still growing and you it's it's pretty much impossible to get you know any kind of a uh, return on your investment after unless you uh your numbers are you know through the roof so um and, and honestly that's not what it's about i if i we never make a dime out of this i I don't care it's not that's not what I'm doing it for, and uh that's not uh that's not why uh that's not the impetus for for this show uh and which some people scratch their head at because there's other dudes that are you know doing podcasts like i mean you know like Joe rogan mark Maron et cetera et cetera like th- those guys are killing it, you know, but they have a different format and they have a different audience and they have access to much more it's like yeah, whatever it's cool
1: yeah i think mark maron has been popular since what the 80s early 90s or something yeah his anyway. show's
0: I mean, been on for like seven years seven yeah his years, podcast alone, it's podcast alone
1: yeah he's been doing stand-up
0: i love his show years. and mark Marin, if you're listening <laughs> he plays telecaster guitars by the way he, he he's got a he's got a bunch of guitars yeah and uh yeah it's uh it's funny because i was listening to the show and you know he always plays around with it and uh, I think we might just send him send him a, a shirt or something. So be looking for that, Mark because <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously he's listening, right? I mean
1: <laughs> I said,
0: <laughs> um I
1: sent him an email uh about five years ago about hey, I said, Hey man, I'll I'll build you some telly pickups or whatever and I didn't get a response back, but I'm I'm thinking that those e- if you send him an email, I'm thinking he's got people that read the emails uh, yeah, sure. or
0: consistent stuff going on. <laughs> um Anyhow, so uh, we had to get a new Behringer, or we had to get a new Behringer. The cat's out of the bag. We had to get a new uh, interface. And I was worried because we need a four four input interface. And I, you know, I think like most guys, I research the crap out of everything. (laughs) Um, Not because I'm worried about stuff. I just want to make sure that I really only have to have to do it once, right? And I also know that that's how I gain a huge amount of knowledge. Um. So, I knew that with a four-input USB interface, uh, it was gonna the, the, it was gonna be expensive, or at least more more expensive than I would want. And I kind of view these things as like, you know, like buffer pedals or volume pedals or something like that. Where you're just like, oh, man, I don't want to put money into that because it's just (laughs) it's just a thing or an eq pedal like really yeah i know i need it i know i want it but i'd much rather get a you know a a a new fuzz or something like that instead something that's fun so this is you know this is utility equipment um and i was when i had checked previously because i knew that our current interface was on the fritz we had uh, um an m audio an older one i guess i say i guess because they didn't bought they didn't update any of the new drivers um and typically you don't have to use drivers on a mac so there that tells you something right on um so i knew that we were probably looking up another you know pushing 300 bucks and i just did not want to do that um fortunately I found uh, a pretty sweet interface. I am very, very happy with this. Um, I landed on a Behringer, which here's the thing as soon as you say Behringer in the guitar world, you're like, crappy pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, they, they do, they take care of business. Yeah. You know, they're, I think they got a bad rep because they kind of fall apart a little bit, you know, and, <laughs> you know, not all of them, not saying all of them. And I'm sure people out there have Behringers that they really love. And they fit a price point. So they have their purpose for sure. I get that. Um, but I was worried about like, you know, hey, if I drop a hundred plus, you know, almost 200 bucks on an interface and it's a Behringer interface. And if it's the same Behringer that makes the like plastic pedals, I'm in trouble if anything goes wrong. And that's wasted money. Um, but... I got to say, this thing's built like a tank. This is awesome. I'm very, very happy with it. Uh, it's a four-input uh, interface, and it's loaded with all kinds of cool outputs on the back. Um, it is the Behringer U, that's the letter U, dash, foria, P-H-O-R-I-A, UMC404HD. High <laughs> definition. That's a... That's <laughs> the hell of a name um and uh the i think maybe the coolest part about this aside from the price and the and the the build on it is excellent um is that each of the channels have their own um have their own preamp um and it it's called a a Midas preamp so uh, just that right there and and every all the all of the um reviews and stuff that I've been getting checking out before I I did. This is like great reviews all the way around. So I'm being exhaustive about this because if anybody is playing any instruments at home and they're going to their computer, guess what you gotta have, gotta have a USB interface. That's correct. If you're recording anything into a computer, you pretty much need a USB interface. Mm -hmm. Um, and so check it out it was like a hundred bucks I mean, that's that's ridiculous and you i can be- i mean i i bought my bought a pre a two a two input and it was it was that much yeah and this thing this thing's out of control i i'm, I'm really really lucky i found it um because you kind of have to dig for it it's not one of those ones like if you go to if you look up guitar center it's like man eh, you're just going to get all the Focus right and PreSonus and right. everything, which is, those are cool. That's fine. Those are great machines. Um, but this one I'm really, really happy with. So I I spent time doing that. And also uh, the bass player in my band, uh, two of my bands actually, um, he has a really sweet Fender Jazz. Um, and... <laughs> He he moves around a lot and he and he plays it really low. And we're we're doing a gig and I I won't do it on the mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> this huge cracking pop. It sound like someone's breaking a bat. And I'm looking and I was like, "What the crap is going on?" And he's like, "It's a problem with his jack." And I was like, "Man, oh my gosh!" So it turns out it's a stereo jack. And he's running a mono cord. Oh, I gotcha. Which I don't know in theory, theory or not, it was making all kinds of horrible racket. And, um, so I said, you know, Hey, I'll, I'll take a look at that. I love repairing guitars and junk. So I said, I don't know. I'll just put a, I'll just put a, a, regular Jack in there for you. And, uh, so I got the guitar back and, um, and before i or sorry before he gave it to me he's like yeah there's something wrong with the nut too and i was like really like okay um he said like, yeah if i if i'm he, he plays with the fingers only and he plays pretty hard he's a big big strong dude and so he goes yeah if i just even tug on the a a little bit it pops right out of the saddle and he showed me so okay we'll we'll check that out so i get the thing home and i get it on the bench and uh That'd be like a good podcast name. Like, get it on the bench. I don't know. On the whatever. bench. Yeah, on the bench. Um, and pulled off to Jack, no problem. Easy peasy there. Uh, and then he, he also, if we, if Will's listening to this, he. he I don't know if he's going to like all this, but the guy sweats like a mother. Like, ah. it is insane how heavily this dude sweats. So, his frets are just... Coated in DNA and rust, right? Like, just like, but pooly rust, not the kind of gritty rust that happens with it. It's like pools of. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, holy moly! So I gotta did clean he have all, all that up. skin oil buildup on the? Oh yeah, on just, the it's, fingerboard. It's like a CSI crime scene, man. Mess. Yeah. Um. So, we're gonna take care of that for him, and then I'm just checking the action. I've never seen a a bass or a guitar with action this high. I could lit. I'm not even joking. I can put my finger in between the fretboard and the string. Me no likey that. <laughs> like, what the crap? Yeah, um, play with a slide or no? It's crazy. This is bass. <laughs> he plays flat wounds. Um, wow. And then I was checking out more, and and one of the saddles is missing the the height adjustment screw. So he's got a piece of rolled up cardboard <laughs> yeah, I mean. that's that's always the so that, first go-to this is know? like i'm like this is pretty sweet yeah. like i like guitars like that like right. i'm not knocking them at all i think i think guitars with personality are fantastic hey yeah, that's this,
1: what you use when uh when your nut is is uh your string dug into your nut on the top
0: and you that's what you do you get yeah they they chew just up a water, piece of yeah. cardboard and stick it in there yeah there's mm-hmm. ways to get around things so so I mean, anyways that uh
1: well, let me ask you something. Yeah. Now, you said it's a stereo
0: jack. Yeah.
1: Now, let me ask. Is there is there active pickups in that guitar? Yeah. That is not a stereo jack, my man. Well, it is. that That is a switch. That when you plug in uh, the jack, that activates the battery power. And then when you unplug it, that extra lead is now that disconnects the battery power. I know this because I did the exact same really? thing. When, when, yeah. When I was in a band about five or six years ago, my bass player had a jazz bass and it had active pickups in it. Really? And he's like, and he had the same problem. He he would just move around or whatever and then would hear, a you know, that rackety, ugly sound. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, my jacks matched up, mine. And that's not how he sounds, by the way. He's a pretty intelligent dude. But I'm like, hey, man, I'll fix it, you know. I do stuff and. I work on things. So I took the bass home and and I took that out and I put a regular, you know, mono jack in there. Yeah. You know, just a normal whatever. I gave it back and no problem. Uh, no noise or anything. But he's like, hey, man, my I put like three batteries in this and it just wore every single battery down. And I'm like, oh, check that out. And I'm like, wait a minute. That extra prong on there uh, activates the battery. Huh. So when you pull the jack out, you know, it. the battery goes, you know, it, it cuts off the, it opens the uh, connection.
0: So you don't wear the battery down. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's weird because I was, I mean, I'm looking at the two online. Mm. There's a stereo jack. And there's a mono jack. And... They look okay, so I guess I got to research that a little bit more. Because
1: I don't know, maybe I'm no, talking I, about something no, different. No, that sounds exactly that.
0: That's, that's yeah. it. Sounds very much to be the, the the case. It was just a really crappy jack too. So I got a yeah. This is a switchcraft one. I mean, it's a nice jack. Yeah i I
1: replaced what what was there with yeah. a switchcraft.
0: Yeah. Okay. And hmm.
1: Wired it the way it was supposed to be, and and all was well after that. But yeah, I made a mistake. I didn't know what that was for, and and uh, I lived and learned.
0: Yeah, interesting, huh? Well, I'm glad I didn't do that, but I did, <laughs> I I did order a new jack. So oh, okay. <laughs> that's all. That's no big deal. They're only like two, two bucks. So right, right. I'll live. Um, okay. Well, cool. So. I'll have to figure out what exactly was the issue, and I'll have to replicate that. Um, another thing that he was doing that I, I I said, "Hey, bro, you gotta not do this." Uh, he he was playing one of the you know, like a, a cable that was a, just a straight cable hmm. with uh, the the heavy uh, the heavy uh, shrink plastic uh, around the jack down about a couple inches so that it doesn't bend at the jack right well he's playing it low and that big giant lead coming out of the bottom is you know pressure up against his leg and stuff um so i wonder if he either bent his cable or the prongs are just too loose now so i gotta replicate that yeah so i told him i'm like dude Go get yourself a riding angle cable, and uh, I recommended the rattlesnake cables. I personally use them; I love them. Um, and but you know, hey, whatever. Not endorsed, not affiliated. <laughs> just <laughs> just happens to be one that we like. But um, uh, so let's see. So I'm doing that, and then I got to replace the bridge, uh, not the bridge. Sorry, the the nut. The curious thing is. Uh, with, with nut replacement. Uh, so I'm going to put a, a tusk nut in there. Nice. Um, from GraphTech. tech. And the, the thing is though, is that with, uh, with the guitars, you have a much wider range. So if you have to fudge something or you got to do your own, there's, there's a, there's a lot more options when it comes to the jazz bass. It's like, there's a pretty specific, um, size requirements there. Yeah. Um, and even to get just a slat, like a, like a, a one that isn't notched or anything like that, there's not a lot of wiggle room uh, as far as size. So right. it needs to be, you know, if it's too long, that's cool. I can shorten it back up as long as it's not notched. But the width of it, if the width is off, you're, you know, that can be problematic. You can always shave these things down. It's just sure. if you don't have to, that's great. It's also curved which that's fine, I can deal with that. What I needed though is I needed extra height on the actual nut. Hmm. I need to keep the action where it currently is and that's the factory nut. He likes the action there, so I wanna keep that action but it's like I need the, I need the, the walls uh, in, betwe- in between the strings to be higher so it doesn't pop out. Right, right. And it's not a, you know, it doesn't have like a locking nut on the on that or anything. It's just, you know, it's actually really small if you think about like the heft of a bass. Right. So
1: and you know uh what I've learned about nuts. <laughs> oh on, boy, uh, I don't know if I want to. Know oh, that. Woo. Anyway, uh when you replace if if anybody out there has never replaced a nut on their guitar before, and you do that with another bone husk or whatever you're going to use, you only want to use a teeny, tiny, tiny bit little of bit glue. of glue. Yeah. Just a tiny bit of glue. Diluted. You, right. So yeah. just enough to keep that thing on there secure. Um, so that's just a little tip for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, no, for sure. That, that's uh, that's what I did on the, on the last one. That was, that actually, <laughs> the very first actual um for a for someone besides myself hmm. fix that i had to do on a guitar was replacing a nut and i was like sweet i can do that and i was like oh my gosh i don't know how to do this oh <laughs> you know it, it looks but really I found, simple i figured it out but it's if you're if you do it wrong you're, you're it's right it's gonna it's- come off
1: I've never done it, but I've talked to luthiers and people that run guitar shops, and I know that I'm probably gonna if I decide to make one that's not even cut yet. I'm gonna get plenty of material because yeah. I'm I'm gonna plan on making a mistake once or twice.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, I the thing that was uh, at one point I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I should get like a brass one or something like that, mm-hmm. or um, you know, a, a metal. Something metals, uh, like an- a roller nut or something, or something like that. Yeah, but I was suspicious as how that would set, like with glue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a glue expert. I think you screw those in. I'm pretty sure there's little. They, yeah. they come with tiny little screws. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I didn't. All I good that I didn't do that because, yeah, who wants to put holes in their? guitars uh, up at the neck that's very dodgy yeah yeah um yeah anyhow so that's that's the crap that i'm doing right now so i got a nice guitar on the bench oh i got something else in the mail that's coming i'm excited um more more information on that soon and let me add one more thing
1: about the jack situation and how it became loose and it's a it's a good thing that, that that happened uh just it was just a matter of a jack being loose because if you have a Gibson SG and, and this happened on the older ones, um, if you have if you just have a a jack in there and it's straight plugged in, uh, when you're done playing, you always got to take that thing out. Uh, on the older SGs, it's a real thin wall where where you plug that thing, and I'm talking about the ones that you plug in on top of the body, like near the knobs. Um, that's it's kind of a thin area in there and all it takes is leaving that jack in there and then walking by it and bumping the jack you'll crack the whole front of your body of your guitar no kidding oh yeah yep that's happened if you go on ebay or go through a catalog of old used sgs you'll you'll see where they've probably been repaired or whatnot there's a a really well-known luthier in akron that i know that has had to build whole new sg bodies for guitars that went through that injury where somebody left the jack in and somebody walked by
0: and and they so wait 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 a minute they left the jack in or they left the cord in
1: they left the cord in the jack i'm sorry okay they
0: left the yeah they left the
1: male uh cord and into the jack and it, it even Pulling the wire, like say you step on the wire, you're you catch the wire and you pull the wire, the the cord real tight and hard, then yeah, that'll also crack the top of that real thin. There's probably a few other guitars that are like that too, but
0: mainly the older SGs because that wood is so light. When you say older, like how what are we talking about? Oh heck, I don't know. I mean, because that that body has been made for. What's I'm
1: sure uh, I'm sure
0: it could happen to the newer ones too. 50 years anyways, right? Yeah, Six, 50 50. 50, 50. Well, Especially
1: 50 the years. the newer custom shops are built exactly like the ones, you know, yeah. 60 1960s when they were first introduced. And in 61 they they were out there. So Well, so wait, let me yeah. uh, let
0: me ask you actually ask you a question cuz in my continual pursuit for the um Uh, the melody maker unicorn that I'm looking for. Right. (laughs) Uh, I was surprised to see this is something that I didn't know. I don't know a lot of stuff. (laughs) Shocker. Um, But that's the beauty of doing the program and listening to other podcasts and stuff is that at no point do you not learn something. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, Anyway, so I remember when I was first looking for a melody maker, I kept seeing like SG style. Mm-hmm. Or, or what I knew to be an S G and but they were calling it a Melody Maker. So I was curious, like I I didn't bother at the time to say, ooh, wait a minute, let me sort this out. I'm assuming that the that body style was first a melody maker and then they Began calling it an SG? Uh,
1: No. Uh, That body style... My assumption is wrong. Right. But uh, no big deal. Not a lot of people look into it or whatever. But that body style was the Les Paul. That was supposed to be the brand new Les Paul. The SG body style. Yeah. And it was not called an SG at first. Right. It was just called a Les Paul. And that's why you see... uh, on the 1960 through late 62 and in early 63 the truss rod cover says sg on the standard on up on the uh headstock of the guitar and down under right underneath the neck um at the bottom of the neck near the neck pickup right in between there it says uh, les paul custom on the custom models and, uh, I
0: like that little plate on there. I think that's that's a nice. It's called match. a tenon cover. A tenon cover. Yeah,
1: if you take that off, you'll see where the tenon uh, goes goes through the body. Like the that's that's where the body the neck and body joint is. Right. Um, just just that little part of it, and then if you take the neck pickup out and you look under there, you'll see more of that joint.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, and they were they were. Uh, they were cut shorter tenons uh back in that day, which is a reason why those particular models, those Les Paul SG models cracked and you see repairs there. Oh, so wild. Yeah. Um but anyway, you no, know, that that body style was supposed to be the the new and improved Les Paul. And let me tell you, I mean, I would rather have one of those on my shoulder all night than a uh, you know, a 70s heavy Les Paul, you know, the of 13 pounders, you know what I mean? Cause I, you, I like the weight. I know, but it's just me, but I like, I, I, tell yeah. me you didn't like that 62 SG Les uh, Paul, though. Uh, I mean, that thing was balanced and you barely knew it was there. And, wait, you mean the SG? Right. Well, that's a Les Paul, though, too, cause oh. it, it's called Les Paul. Right, it, right, the okay. tenant cover on mine says Les Paul. Yeah, it was a Les Paul you played, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh,
0: that's where the no. I have an SG at home, right? But it's, I mean, it's a newer model SG. Sure, but sure. Um, sixty yours is nicer. <laughs> it's old. It's it's an original sixty-two. And it's it's rare. It's
1: yeah. It's an expensive one, but um, the guys don't really take those out and play them. They're more collectible, whatever. But uh, Les Paul didn't like that guitar. So they removed his name from that guitar, and you didn't see the Les Paul Tressrod covers anymore. That's
0: hilarious. So they built a a guitar. At some point in time, surely he must have seen the plans. Eh. (laughs) Then they go, here's our new guitar that we spent months developing that you've never seen? I wonder how that worked.
1: You know, uh, I don't know. Um I don't know what's going through his head. Uh, All I know is he just didn't like it. So there's a lot of history there. It's it's a very interesting topic, and and uh, not a lot of people realize that that was the birth of the SG. Instead of calling it a Les Paul, they had to call it something. So I believe SG stands for Solid Guitar. Um,
0: so there you go. Yeah. Now I've seen which is hilarious because the other. West Ball is solid, so
1: right. I know. Um, am I wrong? I don't know. Put that in the comments down below if if you know I'm wrong for a fact. But I'm pretty sure that's what SG
0: stands for. Yeah, crazy pants. Um, where the hell would? We, how did we get on the SGs? Yeah. Where did that Where did that start? Melody makers. Well, melody makers that's right the yeah. unicorn so yeah what what was uh how do we get there uh uh
1: man I don't know you were talking <laughs> your never-ending search for the melody maker, your
0: unicorn melody yeah, but maker I'm trying to think of what prompted that I guess it really doesn't matter we're here uh so yeah I, I'm curious as to why the Melody maker where I've where I've seen, um, I mean, unless I was dreaming at some point in time. Well, Joan Jett uses a melody maker. Yeah, but it's, an, it's not an SG body. Ah, there's one. So right, it's, it's like, okay, got it. Here is what I've been talking about. I uh, imagine
1: she went to that because it's a lighter guitar. It's a
0: 70. It's called a melody maker, but it is a, um, it's so it's kind of like an Esquire, it's like a Telecaster Esquire, yeah, except it's an SG body by, right. telus, by Telecaster Squire. What I mean is, um, it's just a single pickup,
1: right? It's, it's not there's not a lot to that pickup at all. And I'll tell you exactly if, what it is it's just a larger plastic bobbin with wire on it, and a humbucker bar magnet goes up through the center of that so it's it's not a p90 uh but it works like a p90 but it it doesn't have uh the same sound as a p90 it's it's gonna have more of a oh i would say more of a stratocaster-ish in between stratocaster and p90 that's where it's at but anyway um those guitars i think were there. Uh, less expensive models because it had less hardware on it. Um, There's some with two pickups, though. Yeah, I think there are. But, I mean, I'm looking at one. On the there way. was a lot less um, labor and parts in those pickups. So basically, it was just a a lower end model, lower. I think it was more of a beginner's type. But the real early, yeah, the the real early ones. Uh, so I believe were for your beginner kids. Sixty six
0: looks like those came out.
1: Yeah, yeah, those are uh, really nice guitars. You know, especially oh, yeah, for a see. beginner. That well, they're nice now in retrospect yeah. because, but because of when they were made, how they're made, they're they actually great guitars. Custom colors and they have the uh, the tremolo. The yeah, right. But yeah. they all.
0: But they also have uh, the um, melody maker style headstock. Right, not the traditional. Sort of semi, horny, semi-tulip, yeah, right? Um, one that's like with online. the points on the yeah. end, yeah. Um, curious.
1: Well, like I said, it's they had a lot less labor intensive work into those guitars, although they had some really cool finishes. It's, yeah,
0: that's what I don't understand because it. The SG body's got all kinds of bevels on it and stuff. That looks like it's far more intensive, especially when you look at a regular slab melody maker, like a single cutaway. Right. Like I just for the record, I want a double cutaway, like the the Joan Jett style one with the elongated body in the back. and blah 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 blah. But when you're looking at these these SGs that, that we were just talking about, I mean it's it's an SG body.
1: Here's what I, I'm going to guess. Bonkers. I'm going to speculate on this. Speculate. I'm speculating that they had an enormous bin full of those bodies already made. And it was a matter of assembly. You know, what can we make that takes a lot less assembly time, a lot less parts, but it's going to look cool? And, you know, we can call a beginner guitar. And there you go. And they still put these beautiful finishes on those old guitars yeah I mean, the uh the pelham blue i mean they fade into like this greenish color and it's just I a like die for man yeah and that uh the old lacquer they would spray it, i almost it, got an explorer in pelham blue oh, oh man. man that would have been super yeah sweet. it's pelham blue that color the evolution of is crazy because it starts out real blue and then it ends up, it ends up like a green color
0: you know? it wouldn't, what do you mean?
1: Well, the, the lacquer yellows over time. Oh, over so time. So you put yellow on the blue. Yeah, yeah. And that lacquer's married into that finish, you know. Then you yeah. got
0: like a green. We see that on white, uh, like strats and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like strats. So almost and like it's a weird bluey color almost.
1: Yeah, you know, like in uh, old Les Pauls
0: from the 70s that were white. The, yeah, Another or the yellowed. gold top. Even, I like seeing the old gold tops that have... No, they have the greenish just a hue to it. Yeah, oh, kind of cool.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh man! Well, someday I'll get my damn double cutaway melody maker.
1: <laughs> I can make that happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, what? <laughs> nah. Uh, but I know a guy. Yeah, but I'm gonna. Guy. I'm gonna. I'll customize the crap out of that thing. All right. <laughs> I well, have. I have plans for well, that. Well, you ever go on? Uh,
1: I mean, just keep your eye out out on bodies alone, because
0: you know there's this. I have my eyes are peeled, dude. I spend right. so much time
1: on eBay. There's them. there's Stratosphere and or Gibson Dependable. Yeah, they sell just bare bodies all the time. I will. I'm not aware of that one. Yeah. Gibson Dependable. Yeah. Well, maybe they change your name. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. I just know Stratosphere is like the king of buying. Slab i think they bodies. have contracts with the big guitar companies and they take their bees and then they strip them all apart and they sell all the parts i, I i'm speculating on that but i i'm gonna I make heard that happen. through the grapevine i, I have
0: to wrong. i have to make this guitar yeah or at least uh, semi assembly
1: <laughs> because of my everyday job i can definitely help you find the parts for that
0: yeah um but you i've i'm not going to reveal my plans Because I still think it'll be completely... I I like the fact that it could be completely unique. But, you know...
1: There's nothing better than having a completely unique guitar that's yours. Yeah. You know,
0: something you So if and when I do make that, then I will reveal it to the rest of the world. Right on. Anyways, um, so I guess we've been pretty busy with stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, My my cup is full right now, man. Um, I got a lot of work. You know, between my wife and I, I I don't know how you could have kids, or anybody can have kids. <laughs> I I don't get it. I I got a friend of mine that builds guitars, down the road, and he builds stuff for Billy Gibbons, and he's built stuff for big names. When and are we whatever. gonna have him on? Um, when he has time, but he's got a kid, and uh, he he's not building much anymore because his wife has a fantastic job. His and she uh. She works for the government and so she, and she's a veteran. Uh, God bless her, and they do pretty good. And he just, he, yeah, he, he's with the kid. I'm trying to be respectful to my friends. So, anyways, they, he's busy, he's, he's busy with the kid all the time, and he can't work on guitars anymore. I feel bad for him. You know, because I, I know he's got a long list of stuff he's got to do. And so I was just making the comment, like, I I don't know how you, you parents out there can find time to work and do all this other stuff. And it's it's a heck of a balance. So if you could balance it out, well, I mean, gosh, I, I don't know how I could. Cause you just do. We're busy as it is right now. and I mean, we go to football games and we... My wife does she exercises three times a week and and I'm always working on guitar pickups and trying to fill in orders and I mean while last summer was slow and now the football season is around and because of my wife, I love sports now. now I've got all this yeah, she's a bit she knows more about sports than I do. but uh, anyway, when football season comes around, that's when I know I'm going to get really busy. Because so everybody puts their boats away in the summer, and then they get their gear out, and they're like, hey, what can I do to spruce up my guitar? And that's when they start buying all the accessories. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm really
0: busy. I love it. It's a good thing I don't have a boat.
1: Well,
0: yep. Yeah. The, uh, they're money pits, I get man. Much. I got too much other stuff going money on. Money pits. But
1: um, they're fun. All
0: right. Let's see here. I want to find out. How you came about having two EBs. Ah. Yeah. That, that's kind of. Why kinda... on earth does a guy like you have two EB, EB guitars? So, Gibson. Right. Is that eb right? Or eb double It's eb o EB. Is it? Well, it's EB. I think it's an eb and E-B-O not EB0. Zero. I think it's O. I,
1: you know what? You I don't know. You have two of them. I do. Actually, one started out as an EBO and I converted it to an EB3. Okay. Tell, and, but so. it still has a truss rod cover that says EBO. An EBO has one giant pickup in the neck,
0: and it's short scale.
1: It is. They both are short scale, and I believe the reason Gibson did that is so that if you're a guitar player, it would be easier to play. If you got stuck on the bass one night, it's a zero, by the way, EB zero. Okay, zero. I'm standing corrected, and (laughs) yeah, I don't know everything, man. But uh, so the EB zero has one pickup, and it's on the and that thing is a mud bucker. That's their nickname is mud bucker. They they have a thirty. Thirty k. They they run around thirty to thirty six k. They have uh, the the older ones have two all Niko bar pickups in it that power it like a P ninety, but it's uh, structured really differently because it's got a really high output. So you have a really dark, 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 dark sound. I mean that thing. So what is that booms. useful for? Like tell me when you when someone says real low end. It's like you wouldn't play jazz with it. It's just for I guess for country music
0: or just
1: heck, I don't know. It's just a real
0: boomy, I mean, low end, basement classic, bass, like classic rock kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just, gosh, man. It's always like a bass drum. I mean, it's it's such a,
0: uh, and that's a, a neck low. Pickup. That's a big giant neck pickup. It's,
1: yeah, it's in the neck because you you know the neck is where you get a lot of string oscillation. You get more of a bass response. Right. So it's, oh man, it's boomy, but uh the eb3 is equipped with a uh looks like a it's a mini humbucker and that's the way it's built too there's only four screw poles that go under each string um instead of like six uh, like on a a les paul deluxe yeah Yeah. so when you switch to that pickup um it's a lot brighter uh you you can do more jazzy type stuff on that um so it's what year is yours they're both. I think one's a sixty-nine, and the other's a seventy. And, and uh, I haven't messed with them for so long. Gosh, I don't remember which one's
0: which. And those are interesting because they have an open headstock, right? They do. Which I, is that's I don't understand. I don't either. How I, it just doesn't snap to pieces with I, attention. The amount of tension. I know. And, and let me tell you
1: why I got them. Uh, it's it's you people out there. You're gonna think I'm nuts. I'm silly or whatever, but. It starts out with me. I just adored and looked up to my dad. And why is that? He was Don't a, discredit that.
0: That's that's important, man.
1: Yeah. So he he was one of the most talented singers uh, that I've ever known. He's such a great singer. He was a good player too. And and uh, in his later years, he did a lot of gospel type stuff. And he didn't talk about this band that he was in when he was. Uh, a young a young kid from the age of 13 or 14 up until uh, his college years he always had a band him and his best friend they always had a band and they grew up in a really small town too so it it, it's just really interesting and surprises me that he was always in a band in a very small town in northern michigan and uh the best band that he was in, I would say, it was called Moose Picker Falls. And I know. And I think I think they saw some road signs and somewhere where it said Moose Picker Falls or something. So that stuck with them, and that's, that's why they funny. named the band that. But there were four guitar players, and uh, my dad was the lead guitar player, and he sang probably 60% of the songs and my dad was kind of the leader of the group he told everybody what to do what to play what their parts were and uh my dad's best friend tom clark a very common name but that's his name he was kind of the guy that announced things in between and the way the gigs went back then is you started out with a uh i don't know kind of like a introductory song you know there were no words to it it was just a and then it, towards the end of that little ditty or whatever it was, Tom would say, Hey, welcome to Moose Picker Falls, and we're going to play some songs for you tonight. And that's da-da-da-da-da. what Oasis does. They, they do. Yeah. That's um, what they did. Back I can't in the say old days. the word.
0: I don't want to say the word because we got a clean thing, but it's effing in the bushes. Yeah. And they, they, as soon as that comes on, it's like a little it's trademark. Like everything goes mental. I love that.
1: And then when it was break time, they would play a break time song. Like they would do a. a how do they do? Break Boots Randolph, Yackety right? Sax, and my dad would play the, the, Wait, you know, when they went on a break. How are they playing uh, if they're on a break? No, it, before break time, they would play this song. Oh, okay. And that was you. their song that they played before they went to break, like got their you. first set. They would. Ha- I mean, it was a very structured gig and very organized. Jeez. They made a lot of money back then for. Gosh, where they were and what they did. Yeah. So I really looked up to my dad. So this band, I called these guys that are still alive, which is Tom Clark. I'm very close with him. Yeah. And the bass player, Don, and the drummer that played with them. I got these guys together, and we did a show at an alumni at my dad's high school. And basically, the whole town knew who this band was. And... uh getting that band together was one of the coolest things that i've ever done because it meant the world to me and of course being a, a guitar gear guy and and a knob man i i'd to know what they were i'd look at the old pictures i'd want to know what their equipment was they all had uh showmans fender showman amps and my dad had a dual showman reverb and he had the the two jbls Um, The other guys had single JBLs, and uh, the bass player had a a Fender bassman, and he had an EBO. So for this show, I thought, I'm going to try to get some of this cool old equipment to do this one-time alumni party concert to try to, you know, I don't know, make it the way it was 40-some years ago. So I did that and the EBO was part, I just, I thought, oh, I'll just sell this stuff when I'm done, and and I did sell some of it, but the EBOs, I just kind of kept around, because those were kind of project guitars, and uh, actually, I've got a niece that's a really good on the bass, so instead of just selling the the basses, I think I'll just will all that stuff to her, <laughs> but uh, she doesn't know that yet, but uh, she may know now, but Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: so interesting but you're a big dude we've said that a few times and i remember seeing you know your array of guitars and I've, i saw these two eb zeros um yeah. and interestingly enough it's so weird okay well let me so interestingly enough, i'm looking at these and we had just done an episode where uh, Jay Donovan was talking talking about his EBO, he's a little guy. He's got little bitty baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> we loved you, Jay. Um, and um I could see him playing. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, you're a flipping mountain, it. this is the tiniest bass I you could buy.
1: And it'll look like a guitar on me. Oh, yeah, yeah., uh,
0: so I just struck that this just struck me as funny. It like, and the have two of them. Right, which you know, whatever. But so the interesting thing I was going to say is that the first EB zero uh, that was made, I think, I think it was nineteen fifty nine, maybe I think maybe it was is a Melody Maker body. Yeah, the double SG. cutaway. What yeah. the? Heck? No, not the SG. They're, no, there, but oh, no. Oh, you're like, right. You're right. It was big, different. Full body, double cutaway, like proper. Yeah, Melody Maker body. Yep. yep. And it had banjo tuners on it which i th- i love i th- i like banjo tuners and i like reverse headstocks i like both of those things Gibson
1: came out with a lot of really awesome stuff in the late 50s yeah and
0: including the explorer and the v it's just weird like why how hard was it to just figure out how to make something singular you know what i mean like make up okay what is a melody maker apparently it's five different guitars right what is an sg apparently it's a melody maker nope 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 apparently it's a les paul oh, wait a minute nope 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 <laughs> it's like, what the hell yeah they their idea was how many products can how we many come up with are those guys drinking during the day Gee, right christmas
1: how many how many products can can we come up with with all these parts that we have but they, you know, it was
0: just... but they could they would ex- they would actually extend their li- like the the the, I guess the spreadsheets and stuff must have looked horrifying back. <laughs> like, it was I'm all done on paper like, and pencil you, or well, typewriter. Yeah, but how yeah. how did you keep track of that? Okay, so the guy wants a melody maker. Okay, well, which kind? Well, the you know the one the the SG style. What, you mean the Les Paul? No, the melody maker. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So the SG? No, 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 no. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, you know, I I mostly know the history of Les Pauls and SGS. Because those are two of the big bread and butter guitars that Gibson makes. Yeah, but you know, as far as all the other, I like all the weird, ones. oddball models, it's I couldn't you ever, tell you, you how many oddballs. Um, a Gibson Marauder? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I've worked on a Ripper bass before. Uh, my buddy bought a Ripper bass for four hundred bucks, and I I cleaned up the electronics. That was about it.
0: I don't know if I've ever actually seen a ripper bass.
1: I think one of the coils need to rewound in the pickup. I don't know. But
0: uh yeah, those, those kind pickups of a, are kind this of weird. It's kinda of offset.
1: Um I don't
0: see what you see. It's Oh, 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 okay. Mid to late yeah, seventies. No, that's like a melody maker too. Right. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy pants, Gibson. But they you know But they had a cool pick guard on them. Oh, that's
1: true. I mean it, I'm not a big fan of the Gibson models in the seventies. Yeah. And the way they made stuff and did stuff and and uh I played one of people. those. I like
0: that. But I like yeah. that body style. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you know what I think it's kinda of weird to see is when you see uh Les Paul style uh bases. Mm. Yeah, you don't see much of those anymore. No, because they're it's just too it's weird. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um okay Whew. holy moly we just transitioned right into the thing right there uh all right top four which is really a top two that's okay i don't care um slide we don't talk about slide stuff too. i mean which there's not really a lot to talk about it's like some people have guitars set aside just for slide of course they I'd have it set like up for slides. I could actually turn one of mine into a slide. I'd actually, like, maybe I'll turn my SG into that. Because I already have, I, I've got other ones that do what an SG does. You know, I could do that. I'm going to do that. I like mm. that idea. Um, you know, nothing like a little trucks action. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, okay, so top four, slide of choice. Oh, me?
1: I'm gonna go with the glass slide, okay. Um, like
0: bottleneck or just like- a
1: straight normal big old hunking piece of glass that fits around one of my big old hunking fingers. Right. Uh, I Are I don't you, know. Do I you think do
0: middle finger or do you do pinky or a ring finger? <laughs>
1: I think I just used either the pinky or the ring finger. I don't. It's been so long since I actually did that. I don't remember, but uh. I think mostly the, the ring finger because you just you have a little more control with that finger, I think. Yeah. You know, when I'm when I'm playing. And it's on this hand, by the way. Yeah. On the left hand. But uh yeah, you know. Um I like the glass because I think it I think it sounds better. Oh, myself. I've I've had better luck with it. I had yeah. a brass slide and that wasn't bad either. Yeah. But uh I I think I've always liked the glass a little better and they're a little
0: lighter too. Yeah. You know. I like the glass as well. I think it's there's a friction thing. Yeah. That, I mean it's not huge, but there's a the it the uh the brass one tends to sound a little uh it has a, a more of a high end on it. Mm-hmm. Like you just a touch, you know, but right. Uh I like the glass light, but I actually like it on my pinky because i tend to do more chordal stuff yeah yeah. so that way i can go in and out of like i'm just i'm doing some regular chords and then give a little flare. i'm not you know doing like the entire thing like johnny winters or something like just sliding all over the place it's like <laughs> if i did that then i would maybe i'd have four yeah. slides i saw one, him right one before each he died. Finger. Yeah.
1: johnny winner yeah but yeah um the seven nation army you know yeah that that's that's a popular song, and that's pretty much why I had I bought a slide because the band I was in was playing that song. Oh, so I I think I had a brass slide at that time, but yeah, uh,
0: yeah either glass or brass. See, it's cool. Like if you go to guitar shows, I'm going to make a plug for this real quick. I think that f- probably the general guitar public doesn't go to as many guitar shows as they should. I agree. They are damn fun. Yes, they are. And there's some fantastic people out there. You are one of those fantastic people that we that we met as a result of mm-hmm. that. Thank you very much. But I remember at the last one that we went to, uh, there was a fellow who, that's what he did. He just made slides. And uh, I really wanted to buy one from him, but he didn't have one that fit me at that point in time. So I guess everybody had uh, picked him clean. <laughs> right did but, you
1: did you see the pick guy there as well he makes picks no he lives in pickerington
0: but like uh does he really <laughs> he really does oh that's funny yeah so you do them out of stone or he does them out of different material man i can't get on board with the stone ones i'm sure they're awesome we got to get them in here i just i play hard right and i and i do all you know all six or none baby yeah. and i can't figure out how a stone pick's gonna not go flying yeah, I loved I Finn I
1: started out when I was a kid. Really? I started out with because that's what my dad played. Oh. But he only played acoustic guitar at that point. That's probably yeah. why. But uh well, as I got older and, and better and more proficient, I, I started just I hated breaking the darn things. So I just went with medium and then I ended up getting the 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 orange tortise or yeah. whatever the crap they're called. Cortex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just buy bags of them at a time because, you know, they end up in the couch and in the dryer. And, yeah. yeah. You know, and you have a pile on your dresser, then you have them yeah. on the dryer. Yeah, That's where I get my picks at.
0: But. I think if I was a, like, super shredder, like, a, you know, somebody who's doing, like, giants, you know, just sweeps all day long. and yeah. You know, doing, you know, like eight-string, arc, arc, you know, pages. I know a guy like, like that then having a really really focused very thick yeah. very hard pick would be amazing
1: yeah this a fellow uh, my buddy Justin he plays like that does harmonics and and does the uh, arpeggio he's just a fine player and he's he's very technical and very good how he he doesn't just sloppily do it he does it very well yeah and he said hey man you got to get a really thick pick like this and this is the picking technique that you want to use. You want your two, your index and your thumb, and a little bit of your middle. And I may have forgotten exactly what he said, but he said you got to control and it he like play this. It inverted, and, like
0: the inverted. I hand, think like so. I I don't Friedman remember. And,
1: uh, I don't. I don't remember
0: exactly how. Yeah. But he's. Yeah, you're. He's really. you were making the sign of the. The inverted. The, the inverted internet shredder sweep guy. <laughs> Well yeah. he's this Which was is, before internet
1: actually when he showed me all this stuff. It was, yeah. you know, twenty years ago, but he's still a great player
0: and and uh well, two yeah, really fit really really pick was uh, was Marty Friedman and Vernon Reed. Mm-hmm. Remember the first time I watched those guys I was like, What the hell are they doing with their picking Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that ain't me. Uh but whatever, If that's how you do it, cool man. We went from slides to picks. Um Okay, we're gonna wrap this crap up. Uh, we kind of had a free form one today. It was fun. Got to just talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, and I'm glad we did it. It was a good time. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, for those who, uh, are new to the show, take a look at our, uh, you know, the back, back episodes, uh, and make sure you guys go visit our new website, uh, And, we'd love to hear from you. We, we be getting a lot more messages, um, and comments and stuff lately. And, and it's great. Uh, we're, we're really excited to do that. Uh, so anyways, do that and subscribe. Well, that wraps it up for these knobs. Join us on Facebook on our group at facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash guitar knobs. And on Twitter at guitar underscore knobs. We're also on Instagram, at guitar knobs, and on our website, theguitarknobs.com.